Well, this side did really well here. Good morning, everybody over here. Good morning. Oh, that's good. Awesome. Uh, this morning, just a couple of announcements here. Uh, mostly, let's see, it looks like, uh, I think we have our, le our regular Wednesday activities. I think that's the first thing on here. Uh, we have 9 a.m. Touchpoint. Uh, the youth group, uh, kids' activities and Bible studies are on. Uh, this might be from last week. Are they on break this week or not? Is there, is there youth group this week? Yes. yes, all right. Activities are normal this week on Wednesday. Awesome. Uh, still looking for someone to contact Kathy Cootley if you're interested in helping with the kids on Wednesday. Number on the screen there. Uh, some upcoming December events here. Uh, Sunday, December 17th. Uh, there's going to be a special TCC youth-led Christmas service that's going to include a skit. Uh, they've been practicing hard after church. I've seen them, you know, maybe you've seen them in here practicing after church every Sunday for the last month or so. So that's something exciting. Please come for that. Um, so the 24th, that's Christmas Eve there, will be a concert, uh, Christmas concert led by uh, Ken Chantel Dudley and Ben Denis. And on the 31st, New Year's Eve, uh, a concert led by Tim and Kathy, Kathy Pump. Uh, just a reminder that uh, here at Ten Strike, we don't pass around a plate for our offerings. We have a, the boxes on the back. Uh, I had just a quick thought this morning. Yesterday, uh, I was reading a little bit of a book. Uh, and in the book, uh, it talked about uh, this idea that, that kind of struck me as sort of interesting, and this idea was, was this, uh, that they had done some studies that showed that if people were asked what they imagined God looked like, what was the picture that came to their mind when you were asked, what is the first thing, you know, what is the image of God that you have in your mind? Uh, the thing that you drew or the thing that you said or imagined uh, was really determinant in, in how much anxiety you had in your life, uh, how you dealt with uh, difficult circumstances, the way you saw yourself, your identity, many of those things were all, could all be easily determined based on simply how you saw God, right? Whether he was the, uh, the big man in the sky or whether he was something close and personal and intimate, right? Uh, and so I thought, I was thinking to myself, as we're coming into this Christmas season, what better time than to examine ourselves, right? And ask ourselves a question, how do I see God? Because uh, that is one of the biggest things that the story of Christmas is all about, isn't it? Uh, in chapter 1 of Matthew, right, when we're introduced to this idea of the Christ child coming, uh, what does it say that he is, right? It says that his first, the name that will be given to him was prophesied by the prophet Isaiah, and the name would be Emmanuel, God with us. Part of the purpose of Jesus coming was, A, yes, to save us from our sins, but it was to show us what God looked like, right? God could have saved us, and I think in a lot of different ways, but he decided to come here and be with us, to show us exactly what he was like. And so I find it really amazing that the Bible talks about the first thing he comes as is that little baby child. One of the images of God, the way, what he thinks he looks like, what he wants us to know part of his character is like, is like a baby. <laughs> Uh, which is maybe not the first image that comes to mind when we're said when you're asked, what is God like? Well, he's like a baby in a manger, right? Uh, and I'm still trying to decide what that maybe means for myself, uh, but that's something I'm thinking about this Christmas season. What is he trying to tell me what he's like through that story? 
Uh, I think uh, as I'm a recent father the last eight months here, I'm, I'm reflecting on that as I look at my daughter and seeing little aspects of God in, in her, right? The, the freedom that she enjoys, right? The joy, the abundant joy, the big things that she experiences. Uh, I see that all in her, and I think that's what God is like, right? That innocence, that wonder, that freedom from all inhibition and all fear, right? She trusts fully, right? And that is, uh, I think, what he is like a little bit. So uh, I'm going to pray over that this morning. We just thank you, Jesus, that you are with us now, that your character uh, is expressed in so many ways. But we just ask that this season as we're going into the Christmas, we're seeing those nativities, that we would remember that it's more than just a story, it's a reality, and a reality of who you are right now with us. Uh, just as a child uh, can sit, rest in our arms in the most close and intimate and beautiful way, that trust and love, that is what you are like, Jesus. So we just ask that we would feel that and know that this season. In your name, amen. I want to write up front and welcome everyone yes, that welcome. is a believer in the, Christ, in, in the Lord <laughs> Jesus Christ to partake of communion with us today. We're going to be having the Lord's Supper and communion, and you will be able to find the elements that are in the, your, the seats. That'll be later on, but that's where they are. And so we just want to do that. And, and Lord, we just... yes. We do. We welcome your presence here with us. We have sensed your presence. We know you are the one that is here to touch our hearts. And we thank you that we can come and bring our praise and our thanksgiving to you. Lord, we're so thankful. Mm -hmm. And that's really what this message today is. It's thankful part two. But it's, it's uh, I am, and I believe you are thankful for God's amazing grace that brings us salvation. And then it's the thing of cultivating. Yes, you may. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't catch that. <laughs> I didn't either, obviously. I did remember to invite you to communion, but I just forgot my microphone. It's all. Uh, but the thing of cultivating a lifestyle of thanksgiving. I've been this year reading through my mother's they're called Grandma's Gleanings. It's a devotional that she wrote, put together, and uh, she talks in there about thanks living. You know, we have a holiday, we call it Thanksgiving, but uh, she, with an L in there instead of the G, thanks living. I like that. I like it's, that. It's living, well, thanks living. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, you know, when we give thanks to God, when we have that attitude of gratitude, when we give praise to him, it glorifies him. Like even this morning as we're here and we're praising and worshiping him, God is glorified. He's magnified. He gets bigger in our 
hearts and thoughts. And when we live our, in a lifestyle of thanksgiving, wherever we are, it magnifies him and it glorifies him. And others can see that and know it. So hallelujah. Did you have something there? I was thinking you'd go on longer. <laughs> well, I can, but um, I'll let you go on there first. Thank you, Peter, for introducing those thoughts of Jesus coming Christmas, because actually that's where my thoughts are very much this morning. I kept getting the word I've been directing this morning, like Elsie um, has instructions when the youth are going to do their practice, youth and children. They move all the stuff to the side. I says, we're done with autumn. Don't move it there. Bring it into the decorating room. This is when we start to take things apart <laughs> for the new season. And um, so anyone that wants to help, we'd like to have it look like Christmas here next Sunday. So thank you, Lord, to have your way with that. So before church in the fellowship hall, I was so thankful for Jill and Krista's three children helping um, me and Elsie there take down the autumn and just, it's like, I said, Lord, what do we do for Christmas? You know, I look at what we got in little storage bins and um, the thought that came to me, the children, it reminds me when I was teaching school, I directed a lot because I taught music, art, in addition to the subjects, all subjects for five through eight. And I needed to direct children, but based on their personalities, I had to know them. You, you need to ask the right child to do the right thing. It has to be something that they're able to do, that they have a heart to do. And so today I really enjoyed that. You'll see what wonderful changes they made there. But I'm so little, thankful. Little, little Ellie Cooley was helping put the communion cups in. The yes. She was yeah. helping Joy put communion cups. I love that. That's so big in my heart to have children that help and teens that help. So with the Lord this morning, I'm so thankful that Holy Spirit, I, I don't like the word director. It's, it could be like you do this, but it's like, he does, he does some directing with us. He did that this morning with me, for me to even sit here right now. He had to, he was directing my thoughts and my paths. And I have one scripture, no, I have two. This is from my quiet time. First uh, John 4, verse 9 from the NIV. This is how God showed his love among us. 
he sent his one and only son, Jesus, into the world that we might live through him. That we might live through him. I think Peter referred to that. It's the daily living. Daily we live through him. And Acts 17, 28 says, I love this scripture. In him we live, we move, we have our being. Uh, one version says, in you we live, we move, we exist. We're obviously existing right now, today. That means we're having our being. And I love what contemporary English version says for that. He gives us the power to live, to move, and to be who we are. He knows us. Yes, he knows Steve would not want him in directing those little kids in the fellowship hall with the table decorating. He knows I would be thrilled to do that. Um, so he gives us the power to live, to move, and to be who we are today, this day. Thank you, Lord. I'm thankful for that. And I am thankful, and I believe you are too, that God gave up his only begotten son for me yes. to be able to personally experience the benefits of salvation and that includes everlasting life, eternal life. I'm so thankful for that. So thankful. And that's through his grace. Thanks is a part of it. God cannot extend his amazing grace to someone who thinks they deserve it because it would no longer be grace. You are thankful. I am thankful. We are thankful for God's great salvation through Jesus Christ. Amen? Yes. Um, I've been involved with a prayer call, Joyce and I have been for actually a couple of years now. It's on Wednesdays, it's at eight o'clock, and then again at noon. And it's now thousands of people are on the prayer call. And a lot, a lot of what is done in the prayer, I mean, it's a conference call, but there's thousands of people on it. And uh, a lot of what we do is we pray in the spirit and I'm not going to get into the details of how they do it, but there's a tongues and interpretation that comes. And on October 25, uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, this was part of that. Uh, a word came strongly. This was the interpretation of the tongues. Do you understand what my father did? Do you understand what my father did? And then there was a scripture 
often there's scriptures there and it doesn't have the words to the scripture, just the reference. And so then later on, um, we looked that up and it's, it was 1 Peter 3.18, which says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just, that's him, of course, for the unjust, that, that was us, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive, by the Spirit. And then the next part of the interpretation was, my Father gave me up for you, church. My Father gave me up for you. And then Romans, the reference was Romans 8, 32 through 35, and so we looked that up. And that says, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not, we, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Oh, let's just let this soak in. Let's meditate on this this morning. He who did not spare his own son, you know, Peter has been talking here a lot about his young little daughter. And just, you know, just the thought of giving her, I mean, it, it helps you to understand that, being a parent. That our Father God did not spare his own son, but delivered him up. Well, was up to the cross, and it was to death. But then it says, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? That's all things that would be pertain to right now in this life and for eternity. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? See, there's no charges anymore against us because Jesus took them all. That's for you. And we're not to live in condemnation. You're not to be in living in condemnation of things that happened 20 years ago or 20 minutes ago. He doesn't want us to be there in condemnation. And no one can bring a charge against us. Because it's God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. And furthermore, is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God and also makes intercession for us. That's present tense. It doesn't say made there. It says makes intercession. That's right now. He, of course, made intercession for us. He interceded for us. He died for us. He gave his blood, his life, that we might have eternal life. And as we partake of communion together, the Lord's Supper, this is what we're remembering. 
Then it goes on, it says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Well, shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword. We find in life that no matter what we're going through, he is with us and his love is with us. His overwhelming love, his it's indescribable love. It's a love that's beyond description. And nothing can separate us from his love for us. And then that tongues interpretation continued with John 3.16. So we looked that up. That one we probably didn't have to because most of us know but it says, we'll read it again. In fact, why don't you read it with me? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And you, we can do this. We can say, for God so loved, and you put your name in there. We're remembering this morning. We're receiving deeper revelation this morning. Illumination. By your help, Lord, mm -hmm. by your help, Holy Spirit teacher, what this means for us. And then the tongue's interpretation continued with the words, it is written. And then the reference, Titus 2, 11 through 14. And that goes this way. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all, say all, all. people. And you see, that, that's the thing. Jesus paid the price for the sins of every person that has ever lived. And that includes the vilest sinner. The grace of God has been revealed bringing salvation to all people, to all people. Lord, we just pray it right now that even during this Christmas season when this is brought to the focus so much that the grace, your grace has been revealed in your son being born as that baby in Bethlehem. A little baby. But the revelation will come. Revelation will come. Be revealed what's been blind, that people have been blind to. That this baby grew up and died for them. He paid the price that was owed. And they can receive salvation. Maybe you think of someone right now.
a loved one or a co-worker, someone in school that you know has not yet had that revelation, has not seen it, they haven't seen the light, hasn't been revealed to them yet, just pray for them right now. Or maybe some that have fallen away from the Lord. Let's just take a moment, lift them up, just close your eyes, just close your eyes. Just pray for them right there, right now. Lord, we do that. We pray for them. We intercede. It's always good to be having those that we're praying for that haven't received Christ at all, but also those, you know, calling them back if they've fallen away from him. Then it goes in verse 12. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures To Jesus, you know, unto Jesus. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. That's the way to real life. While we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ will be revealed, he gave his life to free us from every kind. Say that with me. Every kind of sin. So his salvation is for all people and for every kind of sin. Wow. Yeah. W-O-W. Wow. 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 That is good news. <laughs> and we're remembering the sacrifice that brings that good news for us. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us. Don't you let the devil tell you that you can never be forgiven of that particular sin, whatever it might be. It's not the truth. This is the truth to cleanse us, to make us his very own people totally committed to doing good deeds. Mm -hmm. And that's what our lives can be as we are thanks living. Mm -hmm. Doing those deeds, doing those things, walking the good life, living the good life, doing the good deeds, the good things, bringing good to people. And that, that is the end of that segment of that tongues and interpretation, but it just so got me focused on this. Am I understanding, am I thankful, really thankful, because we have known of this for so long, many of us, decades for me, you know, many, it's quite a few decades that Jesus has died for me, and I've been receiving communion for decades, quite a few decades really makes us sound old. <laughs> decades and decades. It's been a long time. <laughs> We're just thankful. But see, it's like a new, fresh thankfulness is yes. there in my heart yes. this morning for what yes. the Father did. Yes. 
in giving his son Jesus. Of course, what Jesus did for us. But do we understand how hard that was for the father to allow his son to go through this? It shows how much he loves you. Yes. And me. So I keep having this picture. Did God the Father talk to Jesus first about this plan? So there was agreement. I would think so. And that means that Jesus had to be willing to submit himself. God the Father had to be willing to let loose of his son to go to earth. And Jesus had to be willing to allow it to happen. So I've been studying a lot about uh, these last weeks on pride and humility. That shows the humility of Jesus Christ. Being willing to lay that down. To come to a sinful earth. And Lord, we're so thankful. Father, we're thankful for your plan. And Jesus, we're thankful that you chose to humble yourself in order to complete Father God's mission. Lord, we want to learn, even in this day, in this season, in this as we're going into the Christmas seasons, we want to learn from your example. Help us, Holy Spirit. That's how we'll really live. That's how we'll really live. Not by us trying to get ahead, but by us submitting to your plan, trusting your plan, that it's the good one and it's the right one for us daily. Thank you, Lord. We pray this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. It was not easy for Jesus either. You know, he humbled himself to become a human being, but then all the way beyond that to the death of a cross. On the cross, the curse. Anyone who is hung on a cross is cursed. And Jesus did that for you. He did it for me. And, and, you know, in the Garden of Gethsemane, that's where he was praying. You know, he was, he was praying. You know, he was, it was a prayer of committal, mm-hmm. consecration unto, unto his Father. I mean, that was just before. I mean, it was getting close. It was getting close. But that's when he sweat. It was such a struggle in him that he sweat the drops of blood. He began to give his blood already there. Mm -hmm. But he didn't yield to the temptation not to do it. You know, 
he had told this to the disciples, Peter, one of them, a few days before. And Peter said, no, that's not going to happen to you. And Jesus said, get thou behind me, Satan. And he wasn't talking to Peter, of course, but it was Peter trying to work through Peter to get him to not go through this. And it was, of course, the death on the cross. But then all that went with that, that was just part of it, the physical part. But he took it all for you and for me. Physically, mentally, emotionally, and he wants to minister to you today. And that's you watching this as well. Today. November 26, 2023. He wants to minister in your heart to everybody here, I believe. There's something. Now, maybe it's physical, physically in your body, or maybe it's emotional, or there's some mental things, or really whatever, something in your heart that needs mending or your soul that needs mending. He wants to do that today. He wants to do it today. Are we remembering and being thankful? Are we remembering? Josh, I think we'll have you come up and Josh is just going to play quietly for us here as we just go into this now. But it's a time, I know Jesus is here with us and he's here by his spirit to minister to you wherever your need is. But we come with thanksgiving. We come with thanksgiving. It says in 1 Corinthians, let's go down to that, Lucas, 1 Corinthians 11, familiar passage for this is what the Lord himself has said about this table and that's the communion and I have passed it on to you before that on the night when Judas betrayed him the Lord Jesus took bread and when he had given thanks to God when he had given thanks to God so he gave thanks even there. Oh, there's such a thankfulness that we have today, isn't there? For this, the thanks. That word when Jesus fed the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish, it says he gave thanks. That that. Greek word there for thanks is Eucharistio. And it's interesting that that's in the church's early history, Eucharist became the generic term for the Lord's Supper or Holy Communion. It means to be grateful, express gratitude, to be thankful. But Jesus did it at this occasion as well. He gave thanks. And he broke it, he broke the bread, and he gave it to his disciples, and he said, take this and eat it. This is my body which is given for you. Do this to remember me. 
end. You can take the communion cup, like I say, they're in the seats there ahead of you. And the small, put the small part up first and then open that. There's a little piece of this that's wafer representing the body of Jesus. And again, once again, if you're a believer in Jesus, if you're a visitor here today, please receive this with us. We welcome you to. But while we're looking at this part, I'm thankful that God gave his son Jesus and he allowed his body to be broken that my body might be whole. And right now, if you're experiencing something in your physical body that is not right, you know, the word of God says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and let all that is within me bless his holy name but his benefits who forgives all our iniquities and heals all of our diseases redeems our life from destruction and so just just receive that now receive there's no sickness that he didn't die his body wasn't broken for you that you may be healed. There's a scripture in Isaiah 53, starting at verse 4. It says, Yet he himself, that's, of course, Jesus, bore our sicknesses, and he carried our pains. But we in turn regarded him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted, but he was pierced because of our transgressions, crushed because of our iniquities. Punishment for our peace was on him, and we are healed by his wounds. And as confirmed in Matthew, that's speaking of Matthew 8, I think it's 16 or 17, it's confirming. It's talking about physical things in our bodies. So as we partake of this today, just receive wholeness. If you're experiencing a headache across the front of your forehead this morning, just receive wholeness. If there's some other kind of disease or sickness, Jesus is the healer. By his stripes we are healed. So let's partake together now and receive his wholeness. Receive from you, Lord. But we also receive that in our minds where there's been mental anguish, stress, worry, anxiety, Lord, we ask forgiveness for allowing ourselves to have thoughts that are that way because we know it's contrary to you. Fearful thoughts. Lord, we thank you for the touch, your touch. For things we would call mental illness. We 
perceive wholeness. You're in our, just in our brain, something there that physically in our brains isn't the way it's supposed to be. Lord, we would receive wholeness there. We know you've said that nothing is impossible with you, Lord. And we're here before you this morning. We're remembering and we're thankful and we're receiving of these benefits, your benefits that you've given to us. We receive them this morning. We receive them this morning. Lord, bring that illumination. May it be conceived in our hearts and received in our hearts today. Your word, like a rhema word in our hearts or our emotions. levels that you bring deeper levels Lord we freely ask of you that thing that those things that are so personal to us so that we might freely receivers today we may not understand it in our head right now there's some things that just don't line up but we're saying we're receivers of your goodness goodness from you answers from you Lord wholeness from you thank you Lord thank you Lord I was, I was looking up that word holy yesterday separated unto but also I saw that it actually the English word holy it has origins from an old English term from the 1100s that means whole whole Jesus body was broken so that yours be made, may be made whole Jesus was broken and he experienced yes the mental anguish the emotional all that junk, all that stuff. So that we may have wholeness. Oh Lord, we give you thanks and we would trust you. We would just throw ourselves upon you, just cast our whole lives, just give them anew and afresh to you, that we may receive your wholeness. careful because I mean hallelujah I am thankful to God that he 
gave his son Jesus to shed his blood, giving the ultimate sacrifice of his life for me so that I can be saved and have eternal life and have my sins forgiven. Everyone in agreement with that say amen. so thankful, Lord. Back to 1 Corinthians there, verse 25, it says, in the same way he, that's Jesus, took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is the new agreement between God and you that has been established and set in motion by my blood. Do this in remembrance of me whenever you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are retelling the message of the Lord's death. That he has died for you. Do this until he comes again. He's coming again, but he hasn't come yet again. At least not in his body. He's not. So we'll keep on doing it, and we'll keep on thinking, and we'll keep on remembering, right? Why don't you repeat this after me? I remember, and I am thankful. I remember what Jesus did for me. He shed his blood for me, and I am thankful. Let's drink it together. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. stand in glory when I stand 
will see his face. I will see his face. There I'll serve. There I'll serve my King forever in a holy place. In that holy place. Thank you, O my Father, for giving us your Son and leaving your Spirit till the work on earth is done. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, O oh my Father.
you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you. Oh, my soul, rejoice. Take joy, my King, in what you hear. May it be a sweet, sweet song in your ear. Sound, sweet sound, a sweet sound, a sweet sound, a sweet sound. You know, in your little times with the Lord, you know, maybe it's when you're driving in the car. Works good if you're by yourself, especially, but just sing a song to the Lord. songs in here right now. I can sense them in the spirit. There's songs. People have songs that you you can give to the Lord right now. Just give that little song to the Lord. Just let it flow up to the Lord. Just a little song. I don't mean out loud. I just mean quiet for the Lord. When you're in the car alone, then you can do it out loud. Or in your prayer closet. be done in setting like this too sure song of the lord psalms and hymns and spiritual songs making music in your heart to the lord that's in ephesians 5 isn't it don't be drunk with wine where it is excess but be filled with the holy spirit Continuously made full of the Holy Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. That's a good way to give thanks, just to give a little tune to it, a little sings to it. Hallelujah. Well, bless God. Thank you, Lord. We're thankful. And we want to invite anyone that would like to have prayer to come forward here now, but also we'd like to invite you to stay for our meal. I think I got it right, the chili and, does anybody know what it is? Chili? Chili? Okay. Since it's chilly outside, we got some <laughs> nice hot chili here inside. Praise God. Okay. Blessings. Blessings to you. Blessings to you.